It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking the podcast on the road this season. We want you to come with us. We're heading to Tampa. We're heading to Nashville. We're heading to New Orleans and maybe a couple other surprises. Thanks to fansofphilly.com. That's P-H-A-N-S, fansofphilly.com. They put all the packages together for us. We're going to hit the road. Set it and forget it. Four-star hotels, direct flights, tickets to the game, tailgates, pregame festivities, and can be a part of our show's as we're there the whole weekend, wherever we are going. Fansofphilly.com. Make sure you use the code BGN so we all stick together and come have fun with us as we cheer on our Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, and take over every stadium that we are in this season. Fansofphilly.com. Promo code BGN. You're listening to BGN Radio. Stars up over the ball. This will be it. Stars back to throw. He takes time. He throws over the middle. It's caught at the 15. Running hard to the seven-yard line. And down on the seven is Jim Taylor. The game's over. The game's over. The Eagles are the champions of the world. Listen. Oh, what's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? It is episode number 318. Hello, Shreveport. Louisiana, or the northern part of Louisiana, as I, as I, I don't know. There's a lot of towns that I didn't understand. So I, the only one I knew was Shreveport. Hello to anybody listening there. It is BGN Radio number three eighteen. Uh, if you are subscribing out there on iTunes or SoundCloud, Google Play, tune in. Uh, SoundCloud, lot of hearts. Hearts are great uh, as we uh, make our way through uh, the the off season is now officially dead. So this is. This is the start of the Dead Zone podcast, but there was a lot of fun things at OTAs, 
including Carson Wentz trying to recruit LeBron James, which was fun. Uh, you know, Doug Peterson has uh, spoke for the last three days. We'll get into all of that as I look across the room and I see my wonderful, beautiful baby boy, also in charge of BleedingGreenNation.com, the editor-in-chief, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowden. Hi, Brandon. John, are you in my room? I don't see you in here. I'm literally staring at you right now. This is incredibly... You, we need to change your glasses if you can't see me. I'm a very large man. I do need a new pair. And while you are talking to me, and you didn't ask for it, but I'm just used to saying it now. And yes. I just look it up every single time. We are at 892 five-star ratings for BG and Radio look at that. Pretty, pretty strong. We are at 421 reviews. I smell reviews, pizza. So. I smell pizza. <laughs> no, nice that's, your, that's your armpits, James. It's oh, ridiculous. hey now. Uh, that's a great pace, and we appreciate everyone uh, leaving reviews and subscribing. We're getting close. We need, what is that? I can't do math. 568 more? Is that what you said? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere no around there. Uh, everyone's bad at math. Please tweet us at BGN underscore radio if you haven't already uh, to let us know what is going on there. James Seltzer, the Phillies are winning. You must be happy what's happening. The Phillies won, John. They won. Yeah. They won their first series since May 23rd. How could you not be excited about that? Um, shout out to Shreveport, by the way. It's beautiful country down there. Uh, a beautiful I've never, country. <laughs> I've never, I've never been. No, I said it's beautiful country down there, oh, not oh, okay. a beautiful country, gotcha. John. Big difference there. Um, yes, I'm. You know. That's a big difference. I'm doing good. It, you know, I'm excited. I, I'm a big fan of the 318. I'm excited to talk uh, some Eagles and um, uh, to talk to you guys. I can't see either of you, and I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, well, that's okay. But uh, what is also okay is OTAs. I guess nobody nobody really got hurt, which is the best thing out of all of this. Uh, I mean, Excuse me, Paul, uh, Paul Warlow did, uh, in fact, uh, lose his uh, playing season. Uh, so other than that, um, it's been uh, a very healthy one, even though Sidney Jones has been out for the last couple of days. Nothing to worry about there. It's, it's not his Achilles. It's just minor uh, lower body injury. They gave us the old uh, the hockey injury uh, report on that, which is fine. But, BLG, any of the biggest takeaways from OTAs this week? Are you there, sir? Uh-oh. Hello. Hello, can you hear hey! me? Now I got you. Now I got you. We, I missed you so bad there, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm really sorry. I was gone for a long time. <laughs> I really missed you. It was tough. It's that little it's, that little moment there. I'm very I'm very glad to hear that. I'm very glad to be back. Um it's been a long time. <laughs> uh but yeah, as far as OTs go, I mean you said it there, John, and Minicamp, same thing, basically. Uh most important thing were outside of Paul Warlow, which sucks, obviously, for him, especially first day of OTs too. Uh, no any kind of major injuries that happen in these practices. I mean, Doug Peterson even said earlier this week that that's the number one thing. We just don't want injuries. So they they achieved that part. And even more so, guys who are injured, like uh, a certain Carson Wentz, have been continuing to progress. And really, that's the biggest, most important thing for this team. The fact that we saw it from day one of OTAs where Carson Wentz, was out there in the Eagles indoor practice bubble and we were all watching him and he, we you know John you recorded the videos you cut it up and put it on the bleedinggreennation.com Facebook page and and it was everywhere on Twitter and everything and you saw him look healthy and then from there he even progressed more he started participating in the 7 on 7s he looks great I feel good about that week one prediction. I just I feel like it's going to happen. I feel like he's going to have his revenge tour this year and I think that's <laughs> the most important thing. 
Certainly, and that's been the the biggest, I guess, I won't say surprise. I'm just happy that he is progressing at that kind of high rate and you know, he's been uh he's been the best quarterback in OTAs and in minicamp thus far. Everything's looking really good. Uh James, anything to add on Carson and his awesomeness? I'm so fucking excited. I, 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 you know, I mean, seriously, I said it on the, I think on the WP, WIP show on Saturday, but I, 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 the thing about Carson, it's like he, he went down and we're all like, all right, not going to win the Super Bowl, whatever. And then they actually go and win the Super Bowl. And it was this amazing run and all that. But the number one feeling I felt when Carson went down was not, oh no, we're not going to win the Super Bowl. It was, oh no, I don't get to watch this guy play every week. He just was such like a breath of fresh air for us as Eagles fans who, you know, we had the Donovan years, but, and Donovan was a great quarterback, but we, it never felt like Donovan was going to be the best quarterback in football. It never felt like we had a guy at 24 who had the chance to be a all time great, at least what you've seen. I mean, his second year, as good as any I can remember prior to getting hurt. So I, I'm with you guys. I think just the, the chance that this genetic freak could actually, despite what science tells us is right, be back on the field by week one. It's awesome. And this is something that I think we've talked about a little bit, where if a doctor approaches you and you just say, look, there is no regular human being that should come back with what you did with the ACL and LCL and IT. And if he does, like, I can understand why everyone's going like, no, I don't think you should start week one. I don't think you should do this. But he's also not Carson Wentz, which is a very narrow outlier of an athlete. It's kind of, you know, reminds you of all the talks about Adrian Peterson when he kind of started all this thing. And this is kind of the this is a little bit different because, again, there are there are it's not just the ACL. It's a lot of other things that are happening. But, you know, I would I would, however, and BLG can back me up on this, would like to register a complaint. Uh, when it comes Uh-oh. to this stuff, because uh, can um, and it's not with anybody on the field. It is with the press corps. Can we stop asking questions about Carson Wentz and how he looks and health wise every single day to players not named Carson Wentz? That must be incredibly annoying. Like if I'm going up to Zach Ertz and asking about how's Carson Wentz doing. And it's just Carson, Carson, Carson questions to the entire offense. Please stop. Like, I don't get it. I, I never understand. I disagree. Oh, my God. Oh. I don't think we're asking. I don't think we're asking enough people. I think we should be asking Millie and Rube. And I <laughs> yes. think we should be. Just, we should go down the street and find someone just walking on the street on Broad Street and just ask them, hey, man, how do you think Carson Wentz is? Look, I think we should just totally just go the other way with this thing. Take like a counterpoint approach and just ask everyone who has no idea how he is looking. How yes. he is looking. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Second complaint. Uh, also, stop asking. And you guys think I'm making this up? Stop asking skill position players what the relationship is like between Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. Who cares? Like it's ah. It, t- t- tell me more about like what they're doing schematically, or ask them about the rookies that are there and how they're flowing. Something as basic and generic as that did not get out as much this week, and I was blown away by that. 
which is kind of a good thing. Like it's because of all that, I think it's lowered my excitement for Carson because it's been like Carson, 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 Carson for like twelve hours straight. But um, get it, don't get it twisted. This guy looks like he's ready to go, and I still stand by. Here comes forty-one touchdowns and a lot of fun. Uh, I, you tell me this, BLG. Are we underhyping Philly Goddard? Because he has looked phenomenal to me uh, this entire week, along with the combination of him and Nate Sudfeld. And he just looks unguardable. You know, is, is that the sense you got from minicamp and OTAs? Yeah, I, I don't think Philly Goddard has dropped a single pass in any of spring practices. I mean, the guy, he looks pretty good. Um, I, I think the... Underhyping, I don't know, because I think with the tight ends, we've seen this. There's a big sample size of data that says even like these star guys that come into the league and look good, it takes time. It's just a position that takes some time, and you already have Zach Ertz ahead of him, so I don't think I'm expecting the – I don't have these massive expectations of him still. I'm keeping them in check, but everything has looked great. I mean, he had that catch today uh, when the Eagles were doing some 7-on-7 in the red zone. He is – Tightly guarded by Corey Nelson. It was very, you know, good coverage, but just didn't matter. Carson throws him a back shoulder throw, front left corner of the end zone. Philly Goddard just snags that thing. I mean, again, he's going to be a weapon in the red zone. That is a a a big takeaway from these spring practices is he has been good. And just and I want to give Zach Ertz credit here too, man. I mean, obviously we know who Zach Ertz is already. This like isn't news, but he is just. It needs to be said. He is basically unguardable when he is on just i i've seen everyone go up against him in spring practices i've seen malcolm jenkins try to cover him i've seen linebackers everything it just it doesn't matter zach Ertz is catching that ball and he is he's just a reliable as a target as ever so you you have that stability with Ertz, and now you're bringing in philly goddard and it's it's looking good man it's looking good yeah it is really looking uh, good and james if i could put it the best way i mean it's it's the same way we felt about Derek Barnett, and everybody was kind of like, oh, yeah, ho-hum, whatever. You know, oh, yeah, Philly guy is going to be really good. Like, it's going to be like that. <laughs> you know, like, I, I know that there are historic um, numbers, just like BLG was saying, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to be, you know, a, a 600 yards, uh, five, six touchdown type of guy from this kid. And, I don't know. I think I think we should be a little more excited about the the second round pick. I always want to say the first round pick, but the second round hmm. pick in our tight end here. Yeah, well, I mean, a second round pick's better anyway, right? Yeah, so, it's the most important one. It's the most important one. But I don't necessarily think we're underhyping Goddard. I, I agree with you. I think I think a lot of people realize how good he can be. I I think what your point is is I th- I think that people don't realize how good he can be as quickly as he can be. 600 yards seems high for me, but the touchdowns, I think, is a real thing. You know, with his size and the way this offense is, I think there's a lot of situations where opposing defenses might try to get by with with Goddard being their last defensive option in those types of situations. And I think he's going to burn a lot of people. I mean, either way, as we've talked about, if he can give them anything they don't need production from him they're they are so stacked in terms of pass catchers coming into this season at least right now that that even if they took him as someone like Sidney Jones last year who would obviously contribute more but took him and he was just maybe a red zone option for them 
it would still be fine. But, uh, you know, everything you hear and everything you see and the fact that the way the quarterbacks have talked about him and, and how good he's looked and how impressed they've been, all that type of stuff, I think you guys are, are right to to expect more than what most people expect from a second year, you know, second round, first year tight end. Certainly, and uh, I'm excited to kind of see what happens when the pads get on and it's not just a linebacker that's on them, so that might be kind of making my eyes light up a little more right now because of, you know, just like BLG said, when it's it's a difference between Corey Nelson and, and maybe, you know, uh, one of the one of the CBs that I'm sure is fighting for that nickel spot. So And again, uh, pads, like you said. Pads. And pads, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to, pads learning the offense, and even Zach Ertz was mentioning yesterday, it's just like, you know, we don't want to, th- we can't really throw a ton at these guys, and he was including Richard Rodgers in there, and there's been a lot of player praise for Richard Rodgers, oddly enough. Um, uh, Doug, in, in, too. Doug, yeah, too, like, in the last press conference was mentioning Richard Rodgers, too. And certainly we'll talk more about that tight end group because uh, we gotta we got to get into the stock up, stock down of OTAs and minicamp. We're mentioning the, you know, the quarterback saying a lot of things. Let's start there, BLG. I think it's time to stock up a little bit on, on Nate Sudfeld. Honestly, he's been kind of been up and down, at least in the, the first couple of practices of OTAs. And once you got into minicamp, I think he's kind of finding his own. And just like I had mentioned before, a really good relationship with uh, Dallas Goddard in terms of chemistry on these seven-on-sevens. I would say you I buy a little more stock if you haven't already in eight there, BLG. Oh, you know I'm not going to disagree with you there, John. <laughs> I... I love me some Nate Studfeld, as James likes to yeah, say. Yeah, there we go. As he likes to yell, I should say. <laughs> and then throwing studies. It's, it's very true, James. He is looking good. Uh, he definitely had some more ups and downs earlier in these spring practices. He's really come on strong at the end. Had a really good day today on Thursday, the final day of mini camp. He threw a fade pass, perfect accuracy in the back corner of the end zone to Josh Perkins. Later on, he had a uh, another good shot that I am losing from my memory right now. But he's the point is here, he's shown good mobility, I think. He probably has a little bit more ability than you might have thought. We saw some of that a little in the Dallas game. He had that nice run at one point. But not even I'm not talking about just running down the field. I'm talking about navigating in the pocket and moving around behind the line of a scrimmage and really adjusting to make throws and then like I said the accuracy has been there for the most point uh, I've been impressed with him I think he is definitely locked in at that number three spot I didn't think there was much doubt that that would be the case but uh, I think he's locked in I think if a Nick Foles trade does arise I don't think it's insane that he is suddenly the number two quarterback on this roster and I, I think the Eagles would feel okay with that you know depending on what kind of offer they would get for Foles so I would say really for the most part, uh, every quarterback's stock uh, is up f- at the whole position, except Nick Foles. I wouldn't say this is down. I think it was. It's just it's yeah, no change even for me. No change. Yeah, no yeah change. it's just it's plateaued a little bit. Uh, and yeah, even plateaued though- as the Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> yeah, not bad. It's not a bad. Just, I mean, if you uh, man, if you bought stock after that uh, <laughs> Dallas game, oh boy, oh, are you buddy. making out. But, yeah. uh, you know, if you are, like, cash out right now, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and just it's not going to get any higher than that. Yeah, um, it's um, – I mean, there's it, that's no surprise to me, uh, James. And, and honestly, uh, you know, I know people still need to see it, but 
don't you have the feeling that once they see Nate Sudfeld in an Eagles uniform playing preseason games, and more than likely, it's just my prediction, he's going to play well, and then the tide will begin to turn on feeling okay about trading Nick Foles if that does come up. Isn't that your impression of what's going to happen, too? I don't know. I think that, I, I let's put it this way, I can absolutely see a timeline where that is how it plays out. But I also think that, again, as we've talked about a million times, there there is a certain segment of Eagles fandom that is not going to be okay with Nick Foles getting traded. He's their, their, the Super Tough. Bowl MVP, you know? I'm, uh, no, but I'm, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but ultimately, ultimately, here's the thing. I think the more likely timeline is it, look, I don't think it has to do nearly as much with Sudfeld and how he looks. Studfeld and how he looks. I think it has way more to do with Wentz and where he's at. If the rumblings in August are, hey, Wentz is, Wentz is fine. Wentz going to be back. Like, this is happening. I think that is when people will be more amenable to a Foles trade. And again, a certain segment of people aren't, are going to want that. Look what happened last year. He led us to the Super Bowl. I don't want to give up that insurance policy. I want to repeat. And I, and I understand that. But I think it's far more. And look, I, I hope Studfeld looks awesome in the preseason. I think that could happen, especially because, as we've talked about, this team has just hyped him up nonstop and they really believe in him. And whether that's for the outside world, for trade possibilities someday or whatever, uh, I think they do believe in the guy and they kept him around last year for a reason and all that. So I, I, I think that that is, could play into it, but I think far more likely the reason people might soften on the don't trade Foles dance is the better Wentz looks closer to the season. I have two other predictions on uh, what James is, uh, is saying here. Uh, one, uh, Joe Callahan will at least be not a extreme turnoff like Matt McGloin was last season. Oh, uh, please, uh, from your lips to God's ears on that one. <laughs> Secondly, uh, the longer that Nick Foles is on the team and Sudfeld is there and whatever, there will eventually be more information on other possible trades that could have happened with Nick Foles. <laughs> and then people will start to say, I think it was a mistake. I think we will eventually get there somewhere in late August, early September. There will be probably one, maybe two articles uh, about, you know, maybe even a higher package for Nick Foles and the Eagles didn't like take a bite on it. So I, I think that's kind of where uh, where where that might be heading in terms of all that. But regardless, um, the, the quarterback position is probably one of the best in the NFL We've seen why already. There's been a thousand videos on why Howie Roseman is a genius and he will continue to be. And I'm sure that he has the best interest for everybody as it goes in here. BLG, let's move to uh, another interesting one. We're going to stick with the offense. Running back is kind of all over the place. Uh, I want your impressions basically on everybody. But first... And this is how you can tell we're not just saying stuff to say it because I think both of us have seen in the past couple of days a little bit of an improvement from Donnell Pumphrey. What did you see on the field with him? Yeah, I would say Pumphrey's stock is slightly up. It's definitely more than I would expect. I would I would say there is more than a .01% chance. Yeah, you might want to move that up, Seltzer. Yeah. As in, no, I wouldn't move that to like – you know something incredible like 60 percent like i'm not there yet but i i think it's definitely more than zero chance i i think he he has looked a little bit more like quick and explosive and in limited action again it's it's not anything definitive yet i need to see pads i need to see real game action but 
I am like again. I, I am slightly in, more encouraged than I expected to be. So I'm I'm kind of like putting a little. Okay, let's see how things go in training camp and preseason on that. Um, Josh Adams. If we're talking about stock down, I mean the guy hasn't practiced. He's an undrafted rookie free agent. Yep. Uh, I think I said I, I thought he would he might be the fourth running back, and I think he would have had a shot at that if he was able to be practicing and healthy in these practices. But he's just not so. Um, I'm looking at Corey Clement. I'm taking him stock up because that dude has come so far from oh, where yeah. he was last year. Like it's, it's honestly one of the biggest growths I've ever seen from a player in terms of development. Like I, I just, he's a different player. Like he reinvented himself. He's he's just a natural pass catcher now. He just looks good running the ball. It's great. I don't think he's some superstar running back, but I just think he's a really good quality player. So. Um, that's where I'm at with most of those guys. I know you have an interesting note, John, on one of these running backs. Oh, I oh, do I ever. Uh, are you ready for a stock tip, everyone? Stock tips? I would say that, and I didn't know this beforehand because it was just how I was feeling, but I would buy heavy, heavy, and because it's cheap right now, buy heavy on Matt Jones making this team. Heavy, heavy, heavy. There was a predominant Eagles coach around camp that said, look out, Matt Jones, and walked away. So I will leave that there, and I know that he's got fumbling issues. I've even uh, had debates with some of the the people that were you know around Novacare on how that's going to end up. Um, I think uh, BLG was right in his assumption. I think uh, that Josh Adams kind of had surgery and is still recovering from that, and the Eagles probably won't and don't release any injury info during this time. So I would say, once again, James, that uh, get used to Matt Jones being on this football team. <laughs> you know, like it's uh, it's unfortunate. And that leads me to Wendell Smallwood. Probably I'd sell right now on Wendell Smallwood because there's enough returnability uh, mixed in with the rest of the guys. And uh, Matt Jones is going to be your uh, your fourth running back there, James. I agree 100%, John. I think that's where it's at. And look, if he can get a a handle, as it were, pun intended, I guess, on the fumbling issue, he can, he's a better running back than Wendell Smallwood. You know, he was a third round pick for a reason. I was never a huge Matt Jones fan, but in the times when he did avoid fumbling, he did have some good games and he played well in the NFL. And when you're talking about a fourth running back, a guy who just, you know, isn't that old still, I I feel better about his chances. A guy they brought in too in that way to make the roster than a guy like Smallwood or, uh, I think we saw how they feel about Smallwood last year. So look, I think it's still a bit of an open competition. Again, I'm not Damning, and I, think I agree with the damning of Josh Adams just because when you miss that much time, we've seen how that sets people back and all that. But I'm not going to damn any of these running backs for what they're doing in the in the you know mandatory mini camps or OTAs. I think you need to get the pads on to really know. But again, I think if I if I were betting and we're talking stock tips, I think like Matt Jones is an 80 percent favorite or something, a 75 percent yeah. favorite. I feel. I would I would bet heavily on Matt Jones getting the role. And to, to BLG's point about Clement too, 
we always talk about that, the, the year one to year two jump. Obviously, we saw it with Carson Wentz, but it's generally believed throughout the NFL that that'll be the biggest jump that a player will make in their entire career on average from year one to year two. So that's really exciting to think about what Clement could be. When we saw the jump he took just from from last year at OTAs and and training camp to what he be, exactly to what he became at the end of the season and the type of player he became to think about with this much more time to work on his game and all that and 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 uh, you know you saw the pictures like jacked and in shape and all that um, I'm pumped there too. And we haven't even mentioned Jay Ajayi, who you know is well, going to well, be yeah, the, and, the and workhorse. Actually, on that, on that, James, uh, because we do have a question, we'll mix those in uh, throughout the show as well. Jared Warren is asking, James, do you think that he's the long-term answer at, at running back for the Eagles? <laughs> Clement or Ajayi? Ajayi, excuse me. No, I don't think so. I think they're going to no. pound him into the ground this year and let him go somewhere. I, I think that's the. I think he's going. Yep. I, I get him in fantasy. I think he's going to be awesome. He's going to get opportunities. He's going to be the main running back. I think Clement will get more carries than he did last year, and I think those two are going to be the one-two punch from the running perspective with Matt Jones probably deactivated on most game days and and maybe in there if he really impresses and obviously sprolls for for pass catching and and whatnot so that would be the way you know again far too out to call i would be calling it and blg uh doug did mention something of that this uh yeah just on on thursday right on the during the press conference where jhi will be the lead back but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to have all the carries or something like that right yeah, he confirmed that. I mean, Deuce Staley had said that earlier this week on Monday, the assistant coaches' uh, media availability. But, I mean, that doesn't really mean a lot to me because we've seen Doug. He rotates these running backs. It, there's going to be rotation. Yes, there's always a back who gets more of that workload usually. You know, Ryan Matthews, 2016, it was blunt for a good chunk last year. Ajayi will be that guy. But uh, if I had to put his stock somewhere after his this spring, I wouldn't say I, I would say same. I, I wouldn't say up or down. I think he, you know, he's what you expected. And same with Darren Sproles too, because you know he just got back on the I would, field. I would say his stock is a tiny bit up actually, just because he looks great. Like he looks healthy. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. And I will I will say to James fantasy point. And by the way, if you're doing a fantasy draft right now, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let somebody take Jay Ajayi. And go grab Corey Clement way later. Yeah, do, do that. Do that for sure. And I think that is that's probably going to be your b- especially uh, if you're playing PPR. Oh yeah, especially if you're playing PPR because yeah, I got well, a feeling uh, PPR standard standard Ajay PPR Clement. I have a feeling that Corey Clement's going to be used more than Darren Sproles. That's my that's my genuine feeling towards the end of the year when it's happening. Darren will still be there to return kicks, and he'll be there for the home run hitters that we really like when we're not expecting it on like a third and nine, and he'll be mixed in. I just don't think his usage is going to be uh, as much as we are kind of used to from Darren Sproles being in an Eagles uniform. Let us move. Uh, should we stick with the offense, boys, or should we flip over to the defensive yeah, side? Yeah, no, let's go with wide receiver. Uh, which it is uh, jam-packed, I would say, throughout it. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey obviously is still uh, dealing with the uh, torn rotator cuff recovery. Mike Wallace, I think, has been pretty impressive uh, through this whole process. But, uh, James, I'm going to start with you. I mean, Shelton Gibson has looked way different. Matt Collins is filling in for Alshon Jeffrey. Between those two guys, who do you think stock up is, is a little higher coming into training camp? 
Well, I think Sheldon Gibson, certainly from where he was, his stock has jumped. I still think Matt Collins is ahead of him in terms of where the team views those players. But I think Sheldon Gibson is someone who last year we said we didn't think would make the team and ends up staying around. And and I think that they liked him. And that's the reason they, they made a point to keep him around the team. And I think that uh, we're going to see him have a real shot to make the roster this year. And I still would put Matt Collins out of him. In general, though, I think the the, the stock would be up for the wide receiver core, when you hear everything about how great Aguilar's looked and the the progression of Gibson and the addition of Mike Wallace, who has been so, you know, it seems like that one of the other guys who everyone at camp and John, we've talked about it. You've you've definitely been there to hype up Mike Wallace. I think when you look at the wide receiver core as a whole, and I know that we're waiting for Jeffrey to come back, but I, I think that you know, assuming we get a healthy Alshon Jeffrey back early enough in the season. I think this wide receiving core is going to be better than it was last year. Oh, it's a much better. And BLG, do you remember our, our last offseason conversations? Really, just wasn't us, but Eagles Twitter in general was saying, well, if you don't have Alshon Jeffrey, this wide, re- wide receiving core sucks. And now I think that's a total role reversal in terms of that and what they've, you know, Marcus Wheaton has looked relatively good and i'm gonna need you to uh, differentiate between both wilson's because i always uh i i I found out a couple other things i forgot about uh uh my glasses (laughs) and i need to see so i always got like 81 and 84 confused between tim and marquise wilson but the depth in the wide receiving core is really really good this season and i haven't even mentioned greg ward yet uh I, i i think it's i think james is right it's stock up for everybody in the wide receiving core I would say for the most part, I, w- I especially Mike Wallace leading off there too in terms of players who are actually going to get meaningful playing time. Definitely encourage what I've seen out of him. I've been saying all spring that he's not just this deep threat. He can contribute in other phases of the game. Actually, I think his route running has been a pleasant surprise uh, seeing him work the middle of the field there. So that'll be interesting to see how he fits in. Uh, Aguilar has had a great spring. Definitely stock up for him. Um, Matt Collins has gotten I don't think Matt Collins has been overly impressive but it's not like he's done anything bad and he has been getting all those first team reps for the most part with Alshon out so he's locked in there the real interesting spots of course interesting meaning if you're interested in looking at roster battles for the fifth and sixth receiver spots like obviously I am and I know you guys are so you're looking at Bryce Treggs who still looks good like I think he did from last year. Gibson is definitely in the mix. He's a lot better than he was last year, but the drops are still kind of there a little bit, not to the same extent, but they're not totally gone. So that's something to watch. And then you have a guy like Rashard Davis who has some punt return ability and is a smaller guy, but he's made some plays in the slot. Um, so, And then I, I think Marquez Wilson has kind of had a quiet spring, but he, this guy is 6'4", 206 pounds. He's athletic. I'm kind of interested to see what he can do when the pads go on training camp and preseason. So, And then Greg Ward, as you mentioned, who, hey, threw a Philly special touchdown today. That's in right. Practice. <laughs> um, so, I mean, he's getting some first team reps. So I think between all those guys and then Wheaton, as you mentioned, there's, there's going to be a good battle there for that fifth or sixth spot. I don't know if they even keep six, but they might have to because there should be some good depth at this position. Certainly, and uh, it's it's going to be exciting heading into uh, to training camp with uh, a lot of jobs on the line between that and corners, which we'll get into a little bit. But uh, BLG, I'll stick with you. Overall, I don't see much change 
in, in any of the offensive line positions in terms of stock up, stock down. I'm really interested to see what Matt Pryor does uh, to kind of back up Brandon Brooks. Um, Isaac Salamalu, we all know the stock is way down for that. Oh, would, yeah. Would you say that John Toth's stock is a little bit up? I know we're going a little deep with the third <laughs> like left guard on there, but I, I, I don't see much change outside of that so far. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe a little bit more than I thought it'd be. Not necessarily a ton. Um, Jordan Mylotta's stock, I would say, is way down, <laughs> Yes, obviously. Uh, but, I mean, that's not a surprise. We knew it would be an adjustment period for him. I would say prior slightly up just because he was getting some of those reps at both like a second-team guard and a third-team tackle. So they're really yep. trying to get him a lot of playing time. I think that's a good sign for him. Um, as far as the other position goes, I don't think so. And that's a great thing, right? I mean, the part of the reason why we're not seeing a lot of uh, interest there is there's it's set. Like, the Eagles are just set on the offensive line. There's Jason Peters. There's Steven Wisniewski. There's Jason Kelsey. There's Brandon Brooks. There's Lane Johnson. There's They're the best offensive line in the NFL, or at least you could very much make the case. So Certainly. I think that's a good thing, good thing going for them. And that is one, two, three, four, five returning starters on the offensive line, which I think they're one of four teams that are bringing back all five yes. starters for the offensive line, which is huge. And I forgot, who did the article? You remember, BLG, about the importance of continuity in the offensive me. line? Oh, that was <laughs> you. Was there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why. I, I thought that was a great read, and that's that's uh, largely because uh, of that. And most of those teams, I think all of them, or explain it, right? All of those teams end up going to the playoffs? Uh, you, yeah, they were more of the better teams. And then you look at the teams who had the least continuity, and it's the Giants, and it's these bad teams. So uh, I was talking to Brandon Brooks about that, and he was just telling me, you know, just the the some of the nonverbal communication, even or just the just having that sense out there, and, and just uh, talking between each other, and kind of just so if a guy switches over from who's rushing at Wisniewski, and all of a sudden they're coming at Brandon Brooks, he can kind of talk to him, and they just they they have a really good cohesive. Uh, there's a lot of good communication with that group. Uh, certainly, and and uh, we'll get to uh, now the, the tight ends have been kind of interesting here. And, James, do you remember every single beat writer in town saying, watch out for Billy Brown? Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, see ya. Where is he? <laughs> That's what it. am I watching like, for? <laughs> and what am I looking at? You know, it's – yeah, I, there was a point in time where I was going, ooh, that would be really cool to have, like, just three amazing athletic tight ends. But Billy Brown's been non-existent, James, so I would tell you to sell on on all of that. More interesting to me is the love for Richard Rodgers. Everybody loves Richard Rodgers. Slow ass Richard Rodgers. It's it, from coach to QB to everybody is talking about this guy. What do you make of all that? Oh, wow. Well, first, real quick, let us also not forget a Super Bowl starting left tackle in addition to five starters at O-line, too. So um, there you go. Really set at offensive line. But great question about Richard Rodgers. He's kind of been one of those guys who was signed and forgotten about until this week. And then it was, oh, yeah, Richard Rodgers is on the team. And you're right. I, I've been. It, it's been noticeable how much the the coaches have talked about Richard Rodgers. And I don't know. I don't know what they're seeing. Look, I, he's still young, uh, younger than I thought. And not Nick Foles young. Yeah. No. Well, nobody is. How old is he actually? <laughs> I think he's like twenty nine. Yeah, twenty seven. I mean, or whatever. I thought he was like thirty. You know, at least. Let's double check. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, twenty six actually. Yeah, twenty six. Hey. I knew. I knew he was way younger than than I thought. And. Um, so who knows? Maybe he's really been impressive out there. Maybe he's one of those guys who is is impressive 
with the way he thinks about the game or, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the coaches are seeing, but I certainly think that ultimately, at least in terms of, of – Pass catching, I think we'll we'll end up seeing Philly and Goddard. Special teams. Yeah, well, ultimately, I'm saying I think we'll see Philly Goddard surpass him in terms of pass catching. I'm talking otherwise. I do think that he's going to get meaningful snaps. This is an offense that uses tight uses tight ends a lot, so I think we're going to get the opportunity to see. It's going to be interesting because. It was all about, you know, we were when they signed him, we we all thought, oh, he must be a good blocker, and then it was like, oh, he's <laughs> not. And and I don't know, so I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're just rolling with a a no blocking tight ends philosophy, and you can't Fine. cover everybody. Um, so I, it's interesting. I, I, look, I, I'm I'm certainly happy to hear everyone hyping him up because I'm not myself super hyped about Richard Rogers. And uh, now that I'm thinking about it, BLG, that Nate uh, Studfeld throw wasn't that to Josh Perkins? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was the. He's now like the sixth tight end uh, that is uh, on this roster as well. I would say my hopes for another rugby player making this team, uh, Adam Zaruba, is probably out too. If you want to look for a direct, I'm a blocker tight end. He fits that mold very nicely. But at the end of the day, here BLG, it's going to be Ertz, Rogers, and and Goddard, and I don't see that changing. Yeah, I mean Rogers has gotten some reps with the first team too. I mean, pretty yeah. frequently, like they've mixed him in there. So I, I think he's he's pretty safe for the most part. I think they like his special teams ability. I think they probably think of him in a way as like kind of a, a poor man's Trey Burton. I think that's the ideal. I think he plays about maybe twenty percent of the offensive snaps. He helps on special teams. He has that experience. Yeah, I just Billy Brown. Uh, maybe he turns it on the preseason. I wouldn't rule it out, but I'm not counting on it either. And then with Perkins and Zaruba, I mean, Zaruba, I think I saw him make his first catch like the entire spring <laughs> uh, yesterday. So, I mean, that doesn't say – it doesn't really necessarily bode well for him. It, it's really the, the Ertz and Goddard show, for, I think, for the most part. And then you have Rodgers as well. Let's move to the defensive side of the football here. And let's start with the group that is – we've been just we, – we don't know what's going to happen, honestly. It's the, it's the corners, and we'll all even throw the safeties in here as we're talking about it too because this becomes a really interesting numbers game. You know, uh, Darby and Mills have been, for the most part, left and right corner. I don't think that's going to change much. I would – and this is something you and I discussed, BLG. I'd be surprised if Sidney Jones starts the season, which isn't the worst thing in the world – but it's going to be really hard for Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills to be thrown off that spot. I think Ronald knows he's playing for his job, and I would put a lot of stock uh, into him. I think he's upticked the most in terms of the DBs in this group. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's going to be any changes between Darby and Mills being your starters. Darby has had a good spring. Mills was breaking up some passes, and he was breaking out the finger wag, of course, that you guys love. Uh, <laughs> I love it now. Practice. Yeah, it's yeah the best I'm thing way ever. cooler yeah. with yeah, it you now. You love it now, right? Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> so, um, I, look, though, if I'm, if I'm being real with it, I have to say stock down for Sidney Jones. I think he looked good in the two practices that we did see, but the fact that he missed uh, a full week and then an, an all of mi- a full week of OTAs and then minicamp here to end it off, like that's not what I want to see. I want to see him out there and, and getting those reps and doing well with them. Again, he can come back in training camp and totally build that stock back up, but for now – uh, I wanted to see more. And the, and the other thing that hurts him isn't just that he missed time. It's that Devontae Bosby has Looking really stepped real up. Yeah. Like he's stepped up in the, in the playing time that Sidney Jones hasn't had because he's been out. Devontae Bosby is out there getting first-team slot reps, 
he got the bulk of them in spring practices. The Eagles mixed a number of guys in there, but Bosby was getting a lot of them, and he was making a lot of plays in the ball. He had another pass breakup today. He had multiple interceptions. I mean, we saw this guy stand out of day one of the OTAs that we are allowed to watch, and he's been pretty consistent for the most part all the way through. So I think right now, you know, if the season's starting today, I, I think that's what it would be. I think it would be Darby and Mills on the outside, and Devontae Bosby would be your starter in the slot. And I'm totally fine with that. I think this... Do you, James, do you think for a little bit, well, I think for a lot of it, actually, the fan base is kind of underrated Darby and all, almost kind of written him off as, it's like, oh, yeah, let's just trade him because he's not that great and they're not going to keep him anyway because of Sidney Jones. But, again, hashtag champagne problems from the last episode. I think it would be awesome if Darby works out and they can trade another piece uh, that, that doesn't involve one of their top corners here. You know, I, I would hate to lose... Ronald Darby, uh, if he's performing at a very high level, right? It just makes its logical sense here. John, I think when this season is over, however it ends, winning the Super Bowl, we're going to look back and say, <laughs> thank God they had Ronald Darby on this team. I, I think he's going to be the best cornerback on this team this season. I, I think he's going to be the guy they match up with the number ones. I think he's going to shut people down. Um, obviously, they don't do a ton of following receivers, but regardless, I think he's going to be the, the de facto number one on this team, and I think he's going to live up to that billing. We talked a ton about how he last season he, get, he gets traded here right before the season starts, has barely any time to learn the system, and then his ankle is, like, looking the wrong way. You know, it's it snapped in half, it seemed like, in the opening game, and we all thought he was done for the year. Comes back and is able to to make his way through, and, and granted, it had some rough spots, but... And they switched his position, and they too. Switched, great point, BLG. Other side of the field. Yes, great point. So I think that I think Darby with a full off season, a full you know off season of training, a full preseason and training camp, I think he's going to be really really good. And and I'm with BLG. I understand. I think you got to put Sidney Jones's stock down right now and Bosby up. But I think this is especially a spot where I'm not willing to make any sort of Devonte Bosby as is going to be your starting slot cornerback. How dare you? You know, type proclamations until I see him <laughs> playing some pads. I, I, again, yeah. th- this is all well and good to take stuff away from this, this OTAs and all that type of stuff, but it, we cannot overrate it. It is not that meaningful. It's meaningful to be there and to not get hurt. I mean, those are the two things that matter the most. So I'm, I'm very far from making any proclamations like that. But it certainly feels like Bosby can be that Marcus Johnson or whoever type of guy who absolutely was not a real competitor for a roster spot until he came out in the OTAs and, and then made himself a contender for a roster spot. But I'm still far away from saying he's a, a real option to be your full-time starting slot corner or whatever. James, you know who will do it and who will say it? You this guy right here. You see the clicker on the pen? That's a pen. I'm penning wow. his ass in as starting well, I, a slot corner. I right there. That. That's Done. Silly. On it's June silly. 14th, 528 Didn't you say Sidney Jones was going to be a starter, too? I feel like you've said that. That's going to be Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. He's next Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, well, you know, I also said Jordan uh, Mylotta might be the next Jason Peters. You Listen, did. it's the offseason. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> well, I mean, no you're one's not wrong about these things yet. <laughs> uh, no, I just, uh, yeah, yeah, James is probably right. But uh, he, I mean, he has just had such an impressive camp that uh, I'm really looking forward to him uh, in pads, and we'll have to see how that kind of shakes out. Can I just but, throw a quick thing in about Avante Maddox? Please? I, well, I was, yeah, absolutely. 
I don't think he's just ready yet. Like neither do I. He, there's a, there's been a lot of times where he's just leaving his man wide open, and it's not just because he's slow or something. It's just it's I don't think mentally it's there yet. So uh, it's a little disappointing. You know, fourth round pick, you would expect him to kind of have a serious uh, stake in that competition, but I just for spring I didn't really see it. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know, and it just depends on. A lot of what they're learning, what they're retaining, and all that. I think Avante to me looks like he's thinking a lot on the field, and I yeah, think it's exactly. more of that than anything. So hopefully, there's a little uh, little study up program throughout uh, June and most of uh, July, which leads us to kind of the safety part of this. And you know, uh, oh, real quick, we haven't even mentioned Rizul Douglas. How dare I? Uh, I would say no change in his stock, PLG. I would Doug say praised him today, yeah. interestingly enough, which I thought was you know. That was noteworthy, um, but I'm kind of on the same page with you. I, I would say a little bit down, if anything, just because, too, just looking at all the guys ahead of him that are, that I still think are there like as obstacles for him to find playing time. I mean, I think he makes the roster, but I'm, I, I don't really know what his path to playing time is. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, either, which kind of leads us to uh, what, what I've well, what we've all been thinking here. You have McLeod, you have, uh, uh, have Jenkins. They're not going to move anywhere. Trey Sullivan, I talked to him for a little bit yesterday, uh, and he is definitely shifting in, tor- in terms of what he thinks is very important to stay with this team and to make the active roster, and he's really worked on his coverage skills a lot, uh, you know, even to the point where he just kind of wants to shake loose. He goes, I- I'm glad that everybody looks at me and says, man, that guy's a physical safety. He can go up and make a tackle, but this defense does not want physical you know, safeties. They want multi-purpose safeties. It's why you know the two guys are in front of them are are doing a lot of this. Uh, I is somebody's somebody's got to get shifted around here, which I I still firmly believe that. Um, I don't know who the craziest thing is, James. I don't know who is going to get traded out of the corners because I would think that you want to keep Trey Sullivan this year. You're not sure about Chris Maragos. Jeremy Reeves is has been at least to me a little bit unnoticeable, and I don't think there's another safety on the roster until they obviously sign Corey Graham in you know on yeah, August first well or whatever. That's maybe, what maybe tomorrow. Maybe, maybe that's tomorrow. what I was yeah. gonna say. I was gonna say Corey Graham. Like Corey Graham was gonna be my answer here. I think Corey Graham is that yeah, guy. Yeah. And but and look, still maybe keep... they keep a fourth safety, and that's right. Trey Sullivan. I th- I th- yeah, I'm with you that of this group. But the question is, do do you, do they like rid of Maragos? I, I mean, that's a guy they paraded out at every trophy thing, every whatever. Like he was a team captain. He seems like someone I would surprise coming off an injury this whole year about Sproles and Peters and Wentz and how Peterson keeps harping on they got to do this for the injured guys, the guys who didn't get to play in that game. It's for those guys this year. He said that a thousand times already. I find it hard that they're going to cut Maragos right before the season. I, I think Maragos is at four safety, and I think Trey Sullivan is hopefully, they hope he, he's last on a practice squad or something. If I had to guess, as of right now, and that's assuming they sign Corey Graham, if they don't sign Corey Graham, then sure. I think Trey Sullivan is definitely, in my mind, the next best bet of that group. Who goes in uh, in uh, in the CB rung there? Who leaves? Who gets that's traded? I can't figure out. Who gets traded? I can't figure it out. I don't know what what value there is there. I mean, look, unless they're going to trade Ronald Darby 
what value is there? Yeah. No one's trading anything for Rasul Douglas. No one's trading anything for Devontae Bosby or Vontae Maddox or, or whatever. So unless and and I don't think they're trading Jalen Mills as we've talked about a fair amount no. with Schwartz and all no that. Way. And Sidney Jones isn't going anywhere. So I mean, I, I think Darby's the only guy who could get traded, but I, I don't think we see anyone get traded from the cornerback spot. I just don't. Anymore. BLG agree? You think you think everybody stays in the in the DB group there? Uh, man, I, I think if mm, I it's mean, tough. it's only think, Darby's the only one I think who has a chance. To get yeah, trade. I think you would. I think if someone blows you away with an offer for Darby, like something happened with the Eagles last year, I just, they were like, I just can't see it though. They're trying to repeat, and they've talked so I, much I about agree. how much it matters to them. I would, I would be so surprised. Well, maybe, but maybe they really like Devontae Bosby's progress. Yeah, and like, or he, more you know, likely and, John's call and Sidney Jones comes back and is fully healthy too. in well, preseason. Both of those and things. And like, they're yeah. like, this guy's a star. And exactly. then so, it's a different situation. And then if someone gives you like a second right. for Darby, you're right. like, bam. Yeah, like, boom, see ya. Like, because, you know, he's, he's on the last year of his deal then. But even then, I just, I think Darby's, I think most of those guys are just going to be here. And, and when I look at safety, James, I think you hit the nail on the head with the Maragos thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know where to put him. I, I really don't know. I mean, in theory, you could put him on the, the NFI list, the PUP list, because he hasn't practiced yet. And maybe you kind of want to, like, store him away for a little bit and keep the younger guys early in the season. Like, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with that. Because I, I do think Trey Sullivan makes this team. He was getting some first-team nickel looks. He looks good in practice. This guy, we've seen his ability to hit. But he, it's not only just that. He can cover as well. I saw him covering Philly Goddard and breaking up some passes. And again, passes. Passes. And again, he was getting looks in, in the nickel. So I, I think they like him, and I think he's good. And I, and I know there was some hype around Jeremy Reeves coming out of the, uh, the undrafted free agent signings. But, man, that guy has been toasted by Philly Goddard yeah. a lot. And look, I mean, that's not a tough... I mean that's not an easy matchup, but man, I just I I don't think um, I think he's more of a practice squad guy right now, and and that's a player I think Jeremy Reeves who will definitely benefit from the pads going on, given that he's a physical guy, so things might change. But for now, I'm leaving him on the practice squad, and I'm keeping Sullivan, and so you have Jenkins, Sullivan, or I should say Jenkins and McLeod. I think you have Sullivan as one of the backups. Maybe they feel so good about him that they don't resign Corey Graham. I, 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 I guess I doubt that, but yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. I think what happens with Maragos, just because not because of these super vital player, um, you know, obviously for the defense, but like James said, he is that special teams captain, and he's he's working his way back. Or they're really just going to be like, "See you, dude. We don't need you." Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, that's a, and I and I agree with James and, and you as well. It's it's the agreeable agreeable podcast <laughs> brought to you by BGN Radio. Um, oh, I yeah, disagree with that. Let's. Uh, I would say the uh, the linebackers mainly just at the will spot. I mean nobody's nobody's uh, other than uh, you know the the, the backups at uh, at the mic and at Sam linebacker are pretty much going to stay the same. Joe Walker we haven't seen practice because he's still kind of uh, dealing with some things. Leroy uh, Reynolds. You know, is 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 there somewhere? But uh, I would say the most interesting stock for me this entire time has been Nate Gary, and BLG. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts over Corey Nelson. I really wouldn't. Like he's looked good. We'll have to see what happens when the pads come on. Obviously, it's a little better in coverage than Corey Nelson is. They didn't, you know, guarantee him a spot. They only said that he'd be competing for it. And you know, Jim Short still loves him. I think Nate Gary is going to start the year at Will Linebacker. 
I don't think it's a crazy take. I am not going to take him just because I'm going to take my boy, Kamu Grujay Hill. Hey-o. I love Kamu, man. Um, I was in the locker room the other, you know, this past week, and I had asked him. Uh, I was like, so you were the guy who dumped Gatorade on Doug Peterson week one, and you were also the guy who carried Jake Kelly off the field. I was like, it always seems like you have this, you're like a hype man. Like, you have this role <laughs> in always these moments. And I was like, how does that always end up being you? And he was just like, I don't know, man. I, I just, I get so excited. I love to celebrate. So I love that guy's energy. I like his coverage ability. I That's something I had even noticed last year. I, I was really taking a liking to what I had seen out of his reps in training camp and uh, the spring practices last year. So coming into year three, I think, you know, he has a shot as well. I think this this race is very tight right now between Kamu and Nate Gary, who I think has also had his moments, and then even Corey Nelson, who I guess I think Nelson's stock would be a little bit down for me, I guess, because first of all, he took out Paul Warlow, which is a very bad thing to mm-hmm. happen on the first day. And then uh, I just I've been overly impressed with him. I still think he makes the team. You know, they signed him on the first day of free agency. They clearly like something about him. Maybe it's a special team's ability. We'll see. But I do think it's a very tight race right now. I'm going with Kamu. Spud said that Kamu is in the lead right now. So I'm go- I'm, I'm staying true to my man, Dave Sudero. And yep. listen to Spuds. Well, I'm, I'm taking Kamu for now. I'll split it three ways. I think it's going to be Corey Nelson. BLG just said it. They went out. They signed him on the first day of free agency for a reason. They told him that he's going to get a chance. He has more experience than those guys, at least a little bit. I think it's going to be Corey Nelson. And I, again, back to the, the, especially with a position like linebackers. Let me see you do it in pads. Uh, as, but the, as the old saying goes, experience doesn't mean talent or better at the job. But yeah. I see where you're coming from for sure. So we got a, we got a three-way battle royale for that Will linebacker spot. We'll have to see what happens when the, the pads come on. Let's move to the defensive losers, line. It's like this is for the death, right? Losers yeah, die. L- losers got to eat a whole bottle of ketchup. Oh, yeah. no. I can do that. Uh, whole defensive line here, fellas, at least for me, James, I don't really see anything moving around too much. The only glaring thing to me, which I think is kind of I don't I, it's amazing that we haven't talked about it a lot, I guess, or it's not worrying too many people. Like, I don't think Tim Jernigan's going to come play ever again at this season. <laughs> you know, that's like, a, it's kind of a big deal to to figure the rest out. But you, uh, Haloti Nada isn't practiced the last two days, um, you know. Or the whole spring, actually. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for the for the entire spring. So I don't know if that's the, the little bit of the old man in him or just de- dealing with some stuff or whatever. Um, you know, the defensive ends are, uh, we, we know what's, what's coming through there. It really looks. I mean, everybody's been very positive, including Brandon Graham himself, saying he's going to be ready to to rock and roll. I don't think uh, anything changes much. There is the way it's set up. It was really nice to see Michael Bennett show up. But um, I, is, is anything jumping out at you in the defensive line, James? That you go, yeah, I think that's going to be a, 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 a huge change, one way or the other. Well, I think injuries is the issue. Like you talked about, it's just it's like everyone there is hurt. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It seems like the vast majority of injuries are on the defensive line between the guys you mentioned, obviously BG and Jernigan, Derek Barnett, uh, all the guys who just kind of have, have gone through some injury issues. But I think ultimately with the depth they have there with Michael Bennett, with you know Fletcher Cox and Chris Long, and then when BG comes back, they just have such a, a – a, you know, a large amount of veteran talent and 
really talented guys in that line. Plus, as we've talked about, Barnett in his second year and some of the growth there. I, I think that, yet again, the defensive line will be a, a strength for this team. BLG, you think the same thing? I should probably turn my mic on when I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, that would help. Um, you don't want to pull me and disappear from the show <laughs> like you did earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the injuries are tough, man. I mean, Jernigan was a beast earlier on this season last year. I know he faded late, but then you had Bo Allen in there. And guess what? Bo Allen isn't here anymore. So that's a that's a bummer. I mean, you added Nada, so that's nice. Um, I, I still think Elijah Qualls is interesting. Destiny Viao has gotten a lot of the first team reps with the defensive tackle situation this spring. I just, I don't know. I just, he doesn't do a lot for me. So I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I don't feel strongly about him either way. Um, I think there's well, going to be, be a huge platoon between him and Haloti. Oh, him, and then and then you have to keep an eye on Bruce Hector, the undrafted free agent they gave the most guaranteed money to. So that's that'll be a, an interesting you know preseason guy, training camp guy to watch. Um, as far as the end go, we've seen some positive things out of Josh Sweat. Sweat. Uh, Sweat. Sweat. Uh, I like my man Joe Osman, as does our good friend Brendan Ekstrom. I mean, that dude, you talk about a dude is rocked up. That dude is rocked up as a rookie. It's crazy. He's just like this, this jacked up dude. He's not obviously the biggest guy, but in terms of uh, just pure mass and size and and all of that. But there's there's some interesting depth pieces here. You still have Stephen Means around. So the point here is if that you have these injuries, yes, and that hurts. But it's not like the the cupboard is bare. They have options here. They have some youth. Um, they're, they're, they have some different things they can experiment with, and they have been experimenting with in the spring. It'd be great if an Elijah Qual steps up. It'd be great, you know, to see Derek Barnett make that big jump in year two. Uh, you still have Chris Long around. So I still feel good about this group as a whole, but there's definitely some question marks that we're kind of going to have to see how some of these injuries progress throughout the summer. Yeah, and man, it's, uh, you know, because you don't see Michael Bennett play with your own two eyes. Oh, God, he is uh, he's a horse, man. Like that is, that, that's the one thing that stuck out to me yesterday on Wednesday. And you can't really tell a whole lot when, you know, it, on, on either side of the trenches during these practices. But you can just see like some of the burst of, of him coming through with that second team offensive line. And you're going, oh, my God, it's just like, you know, paper mache just running right through. So uh, that being said, I mean, uh, there is nobody yet to challenge the punter or Jake Elliott or yeah, Cameron Johnston, uh, Lovato's going to stay there. So no changes on special teams. The only thing is let's just see who's going to end up on uh, on some kick returns. As, uh, Corey Clement has been uh, pretty active doing that as well. Let's uh, rapid fire some questions, and then we'll rapid fire closing up uh, this old podcast. We're going to start with uh, Patrick Meredith. James, who are some of the guys on the Eagles that you think you could get cut or traded that you don't see coming? Oh, man, that's uh, a good question. I don't think there are going to be a lot of surprise ones, but when you look at the roster, the way it's constructed, I think running back is a spot where you could see a, a surprise, you know, not a huge one again. Matt Jones maybe not get that job as we talked about potentially. Outside of that, I, I, look, I, Isaac Samalo, we've talked about that's a name that you could see, or Chance Warmack potentially as well, one of those guys along the offensive line potentially, but – Outside of that, I don't think there's any huge surprise cuts on the roster, at least in my eyes. Not saying it it will happen, but uh, I would. I think Razul Douglas might is is that's my name. BLG. 
Is it for a cut or a trade? For a trade, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's not impossible to me. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I would say Stephen Means. I mean, I don't think that's a huge thing. Yeah. But uh, I would just say because they're, I mean, Spadero again, our good friend Dave Spadero said that to watch out for cornerback and, and defensive end, especially since they feel like they do have depth there. So I don't think we'll see anything major. But look, you have to look at the fact that they've they've made trades, you know, like like pretty late into the uh the training camp or the, this period from the past couple of year you know we've seen obviously bradford got traded um you've seen uh, the darby trade jordan matthews like all of that so there's there's that de- with howie roseman around you can never rule out a trade i just when you're looking at how this roster is constructed uh you just i don't think there's an obvious name like they've gotten rid of some of those guys like michael Hendricks is gone now like those holdovers so it's it's a different situation from Khalid Hama, back to you, BLG. Uh, how much do you think Carson Wentz is going to participate in training camp? Yeah, that's a really good question. There was some talk, I guess, today from Doug about how uh, they might split the quarterback reps a little bit. I think that's going to only last as long as they think there is even kind of a small chance that uh, Carson Wentz isn't starting. I think if once they know that Carson Wentz is going to start, I think he and they feel, you know, obviously he's healthy enough to be an 11 and 11 and have that contact around him. Uh, I think he's full go. But when will it get to that point? I think it might take a little bit of time in training camp. Uh, James uh, Brian Seville asks, how can uh, or, or how soon can we expect the T-shirt of Jack Fritz uh, in a broccoli costume? Well, I was going to say never. <laughs> wow why are you suppressing jack Cause, again because the suppression of jack fritz needs to continue uh james i'll give you a real one here my, this is my mic good... my mic was muted there but we could just leave it in because it's pretty funny that way anyway <laughs> i went away too we're all having issues this time oh, but, that's so but funny. what i what i said was never obviously as well so there we go. Yeah, that'll be fun uh, to uh, edit together. Uh, from uh, I really James- didn't say never, but keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, from our good friend Random uh, Frank P, who does a lot of great uh, YouTube uh, tech stuff. Uh, he went over uh, actually handheld games. Uh, if you are interested in that and seeing where the market is, if you're a nerd like me, if Carson is cleared for Week One, do you think that they put him out there? for the third or fourth preseason game just for a series to shake off the rust and build some confidence, James? I, I Look, it depends how quickly he's cleared and how staunchly he's cleared. I don't think it's a bad idea if he is 100% cleared, but I I think it's unlikely. If I had to bet right now, I'd bet we don't see Carson Wentz play a preseason yeah, game. Would- I'd actually be very pissed if they did that. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I was going to say hell no. I, I, no way uh, that they should do that. From uh, our good friend Ice, BLG, in three years, what's what's the starting defensive line? Wow, that's a, that's a tough one to think about yeah, right now. That's, that's a, that, why are we going three years ahead, Ice? So week one? Ice, chill out. It's all good. Enjoy the <laughs> yeah, now, three, brother. Three years. Well, yeah, three years. I don't oh, know. But it, I, I t- Just maybe, sweat. And here, no, here's, nothing here, else matters. Here's an idea. Uh, who won't be on the starting defensive line in three years, BLG? Um, well, I, 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 well, I'm going to say who is, because I, I will say Brandon Graham stays. The Super For Bowl three hero years? must. Yeah. Wow. In three years from now, he's still going to be here. I think he's – look, I know he's older, but I, he hasn't. He doesn't have that same mileage that other players do, and I think his game translates. He's not this speed rusher. He's a power guy. I think that's – I think – and I love Brandon Graham. Come on. Of course I'm going to – like, how could I get rid of that guy? He made the biggest play in Eagles history, and we have the same initials, which is most important <laughs> of all. So I'm keeping Brandon Graham. I'm keeping Fletcher Cox's 
Cox is what? Uh, I got to look at his age. 27, is, I think. He's only 27. So he's going to be around. He still has that contract. Um, and my, I, I can't say Jernigan, obviously. I, I can't say really any of the defensive tackles for sure. Uh, and Derek Barnett, I guess that's what I would say for that. Uh, I don't think Tim Jernigan's going to be here next year. That's my hot take for the, yeah, I think I don't, no, you it's know, it's not even a hot take at this point. I, think. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, James, uh, Rich asks who is going to be starting, uh, opposite of Hicks and Bradham. I think we kind of went through that. So never mind. We'll go to our good friend, the Eagles next Eagles nest 365 does uh, a big thank you, uh, for supporting the show. Will, uh, Matt Jones make the squad, uh, he said he thinks it's a strange question, but he's, he's a Matt Jones supporter. Uh, James, I'm sorry. I'm giving the ones we've already answered. Yeah. So we'll go to Neil Dutton. Uh, he says, dang it. Put me on the spot. Coke or Pepsi, James? Coke. It's such an easy answer. Pepsi is not even one tenth as good as Coke. It, all right. Slow it, down. It's, it's all. No, it's like eight tenths as good. <laughs> In reality, it's like eight tenths as good. Coke is it's got more bubbles. It's all about the bubbles. Coke, yeah, I I prefer Coke, but I don't mind Pepsi. I know that's like it's illegal. It's fine. I can drink. I can drink Pepsi, but Coke is way better. Uh, BLG from Anthony Fuentes, most likely to get into a contract extension next. Hicks, Darby, uh, Ajayi, or Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham. Yeah, no, like not even because look, they're not signing Darby. I mean, uh, Ajayi. Ajayi is what I want to say for sure. It just I can't see it at all. I think Darby's going to be tough because I think he's going to be a little bit out of their price range. I mean, they're tied up against the cap. I think it's just going to be a situation where they're not going to be able to pay him. Um, I wouldn't say it's impossible, though. Uh, what was the other name? Uh, Darby Brandon and Hicks. Graham? Hicks. Uh, man, I am really sad to say it won't be Hicks because I love Jordan Hicks, but I just, again, tied up against the cap. They really... I mean, now, maybe his injury situation gets you into, like, a really kind of friendly contract. Like, if Nigel Bradham is getting this basically kind of one-year deal mm-hmm. in terms of how it shook out for him, maybe you get Hicks on this, like, this contract where there's just not a lot of guaranteed money. But I'm, I'm going to stick with Brandon Graham. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say Hicks and Brandon Graham. I actually think they do do that and they don't resign Darby or Ajayi and everybody will be upset about it. That's I think that's what's going to happen there for our good friend Philly Mike. When are you going to get a clap back to uh, Jack Fritz after all the trolling that he's been doing? We did that. We did that already, buddy. We did that on what? 316, where I basically insulted him for a solid 10, 15 minutes, and then we brought the family back together. James from Matt Gumbrecht, what's the verdict on fans getting replica Super Bowl rings? Uh, if you want to spend your money that way, that's fine. I, 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 you know, I'm not a big replica ring guy, <laughs> but, I, you know, look, I, I, my philosophy on this is go, go wild, go crazy, get whatever the hell you want. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. It's the coolest thing that's ever happened to all of us. Get it all. I, that's just, yeah. I have a story about this. I have a, well, I have an opposite take. Don't do that ever. Don't, don't, don't. No. No? No. That's my, that's my feeling on Super Bowl replica. Wow, I don't, I don't agree. I mean, yeah. if you can, what Whatever if you can you get like do. a... I don't care. It's not my the, thing, but it might be somebody's thing. Good for you. Go get I, it. I would... I would say go to LL Paworski Jewelers. Yeah. And I would tell, I would say Lee, make me the exact. <laughs> let's get the exact ring, and I then I would say, hell yeah, get that thing. That is worth it. And as far as the replica rings go, I I will never forget. It's one of the most vivid, unfortunate memories of my life when I was in a bar in Pittsburgh, and this dude in a Sidney Crosby jersey. <laughs> Just it might have been Sidney Crosby himself. Who knows? He just sits down next to me, and Ugh. he just he is wearing like multiple rings on his fingers. It was just like, come on, dude. They, yeah. and they look so like 
knockoff. Like they looked terrible. They were so. It was just like, <laughs> please, just get me out of here. It was terrible. Well, I'll take another sandwich with fries in it. <laughs> Give me another beer and put some fries in that too. Yeah, I think that's why. Like, I just don't. What? I, I think it's okay to put them on display. I think that's fine. I, I guess I was thinking people would wear them and don't ever do that. Oh don't yeah, ever don't do that. don't wear them. I can. I don't even think the player. I mean, like wear them to special occasions, but. It's it's huge. Why would they you wear them when they in? retire? Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Silly. It's very very silly. Uh, so we will. We have, as I said at the top of the show, we have entered officially the dead zone. So we uh, BLG is going to go on vacation. Uh, we are not going to slow down uh, the podcast or anything like that. It's just going to be probably about uh, you know as that has been once a week. It's going to be a lot of. Sometimes it'll feel a little radio-y with the topics that we bring in, but we'll still have a lot of fun. We're going to do a ton of mailbag shows, and uh, we might do some uh, just silly off-season stuff. Once again, if you do want to be a sponsor of the BGN Radio podcast, you can email us at info at bgnradio.com. Uh, a lot of great opportunities, whether it's small, big, or large marketing campaigns. We can do stuff on social media. We can do stuff on the podcast, the blog, uh, and uh, we will make sure that your branding gets out there to where it needs to go. Again, info at bgnradio.com. And if you don't have the, the Twitter and want to comment on things, you can hit us up there. We'll answer questions. We'll send you videos of push-ups and all sorts of fun stuff like that, too. And, of course, follow us on the Twitter.com at PGN underscore radio. James, any final thoughts here, pal? Yeah, I know Doug said that at 12.01 tonight for us, whenever people listen to it, uh, Thursday night is the uh, the end of the celebrating of the Super Bowl for the players and all that. I have the opposite take. I think that every single home game this season, Doug Peterson should walk to the 50-yard line and just hoist that fucking thing up and let <laughs> everyone go wild. And that's how I think they should, uh, should continue the celebration. Like, it won't happen, but if you... Oh, like, man. If, how fired up were, would that crowd be? Come on. Oh no! I'm saying I know. I was I was about to say I I know it won't happen. But if they even if they were like zero and eight, and he just kept doing that, that would be awesome. 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 That would be the greatest thing on earth. (laughs) Uh, I was got about to call you Brandon Lee Graham. How about that? BLG, where final thoughts? Yeah, Brandon Lee Graham. What's 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 the deal? What's your final thoughts, sir? Um, final thoughts. Eagles are Super Bowl champions of the world. It's a good thing, and I can't wait. To, so we're recording this before the rings have come out, and yes, I, honestly, whether you buy it or not, I don't care. I I just can't wait to see it. I really just can't wait to see it and have that post up on bleedinggreennation.com about it. That is just a moment that we have been dreaming about our entire lives to see an actual Eagles Super Bowl ring, not some made up one or someone from 1960. No offense to those guys; those guys are great, obviously. But come on, some Super Bowl ring, one. first time. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, me either. It's at the old ECW, ECW, ECW Arena, which I'm gonna about to run down and sneak into, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, just to see it. We're glad that uh, we got to enjoy the journey of uh, all of our emotions and your emotions, and uh, it's it's kind of an awesome, real thing that it's finally people get to see it on their uh, on their fingers, and uh, the players are certainly excited about it today. Just look at uh, Jalen Mills' Instagram stories, and it's. 
is just nothing nothing but Super Bowl ring songs. So it's uh, going to be great tonight. Uh, but we will be back next week. BLG, enjoy the vacation at uh, – uh, I was about to call you Brandon Graham again. What is wrong with me? At, <laughs> at Brandon Gelton, at James Seltzer, at John Barchard. Thank you so much for listening to BGN Radio, episode number 318, right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. We'll see you guys. I'm already having fun, guys. I'm already having fun. <laughs> That's good. Keeping it loose. Like a goose. Is everybody recording? Yeah, yep. I've, I've been recording. Yes. You got like uh, four oh, minutes good. of my gold. Yeah, I'm at like oh. three minutes. That's oh, fantastic. it's beautiful. Fantastic. Thank you, you so there. much. Hey, can you do me a favor, too, at the end of this? And yes. I'll, well, I'll imagine again, just put your names next to the uh, file. Oh, yeah. I meant to yep. do that last time, Will and I do. forgot. You told me to do that before, and that is my bad. That's very helpful. Very helpful. All right. Uh, one big stretch. Ah-ha! And then uh, let's uh, clap. Uh, one, two. Wow. <laughs> That's very good. I got to leave that in because, like, I really <laughs> wish everybody could hear it on my hand because it sounds like pit, pat, poop. And every time James does, we do a clap. It's like, wow, that was really impressive. Well, no, I think no, we nailed well, it. Yeah, I never it's know. Funny, it's funny because normally, like, when BLG and I'll go, like, I feel like we almost never nail it. And it's like like a comedy because I'm like, that was way off, man. And, like, whenever it's the three of us, I feel like we nail it. So I really don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I never have a feel for this. I think John's a better counter. It's all in the count and the pace of the count. You know, one, two, one, clap, and then two. it's all even, yeah. and everyone kind of just doesn't hesitate too much, and they just kind of go with it. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so we need, yeah, I'm a good counter, which, well, I mean, we got to teach you guys the drums too, right? Yes, I've been dying so to learn. A one well, E and a two E and a three. Hey! Uh, all right, here we go, fellas. <clears throat>